temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. One o'clock hour here on Cody and Gold. Of course, our NFL playoff coverage on 610 brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Coming up later on this afternoon during the drive, CDOT's conversation with Patrick Mahomes. That's at 310 today. Had a chance to talk with, or we'll have a chance to talk with the quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs. So you want to listen to that during the drive this afternoon. We also had a great conversation with Nate Taylor earlier. You'll hear that again coming up around 1.30. Nate Taylor, who's been out at the Chiefs facility throughout today and obviously has a close eye on everything going on with this football team heading into a playoff matchup against Tyreek Hill and the Miami Dolphins. You heard Chris Jones uh, speaking just a couple minutes ago, and he said, you know, like, maybe it's my final game at Arrowhead, and I think everything points to that being the case. It's hard to imagine it isn't. As a member of the Chiefs, of course. Uh, I mean, look, one, just the playoff path <laughs> makes it nearly impossible uh, for you to get another one. Not impossible, nearly impossible. And I just think the way the contract negotiations went, the way the season has gone, you look at who else they might want to take care of financially, and for his own sake, what he probably can get on the open market, this is the last hurrah uh, at Arrowhead, I think, for Chris Jones on I think Saturday. this is the first time he's ever – you have to admit, when he says that, how can you not think it? Because Chris Jones has spent his entire career in Kansas City talking about the only thing he wants is to be a chief for life. Even when he came back from the holdout with no contract, he said, I still want to be a chief for life. And now he's going into a playoff game and saying, I don't know, maybe this is my last game at Arrowhead. Maybe not. But at least it's on his mind or he's thought about it. Because, it's some, you know, I thought the second that they made him pay for it, like, I thought back at training camp, second he get signed, it was the case. But when they made him play for his incentive, like, how many different things do we need marked across this to know that this is Chris Jones' last game at Arrowhead if Buffalo or the Brown, you know, unless there's some upset in the postseason. Right. It's the last scheduled playoff game at Arrowhead this season. That's probably why he's feeling that way. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure he will be emotional. Uh, and, and, look, I the – playoff uh and I guess we'll call it curse around Chris Jones ended last year as well like that that was the narrative that was following him for a while yeah what does he do in the playoffs right like, you know it wasn't getting the same last year I mean I still think two Super Bowls that they got to they wouldn't have won those games uh with without Chris Jones if you consider the AFC title game and how he closed out the game against Joe Burrow and then if you consider how he got Jimmy Garoppolo in that 49ers Super Bowl um I, I mean I, I truly think like they don't win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones um, so it's not downplaying his importance, and we'll have all offseason to talk about that. But I, I do think the the playoff stuff is in the rearview mirror, fortunately, for Chris Jones. Like, I expect that stuff is 
not hanging over you anymore. I, I expect no. Chris Jones to get to a uh, one time at least on uh, on Sunday or Saturday. I'm sorry. Honest to God, I just hope we get the exact same Chris Jones we got in that week seven that week eighteen game against Easton Stick. Mm-hmm. He was pressuring the quarterback on like every single drop back forever. He is still their most important defensive player, and I understand that Legarius Sneed has been phenomenal, and Trent McDuffie has been really good, and they're having a great defensive year. You know why part of the reason they have a great defensive year is because Chris Jones is still one of the most, he's the most dominant interior defender in the NFL. It's why I still give them chances in the postseason, even when I have questions about their offense. Chris Jones is a huge reason why he's a dominant force. He still was bringing up 5-5, Frank Clark, in, uh, in that press conference. He's obviously joking a little bit, but he continues to send out tweets. Obviously, it's his guy. Uh, Frank Clark's fun personality. Frank Clark has made some huge plays in the postseason, but I yeah. like. I thought, I mean, that, that ship has sailed, right? Like what he's still out there vouching he for his guy. I know, guy, I know Justin Houston signed with the dolphins today, but the dolphins have numerous injuries at a pass rush position. The chiefs don't fortunately, right? And the mini playing great. Our yeah. loft is playing great. They can't even get their rookie first round pick on the so, field. They're supposed to go after Frank Clark. As fun as Frank Clark is. And I would love to hear one more press conference from Frank Clark in Kansas city. Uh, I just don't, unless you have numerous injuries suddenly, it doesn't make any sense. And unfortunately, I think he might be done. If you look at Frank Clark's uh, path this year, two teams, one was the Broncos, the other was Seattle, where he actually had a chance to play because of injuries, and he played like one or two weeks, and that was it. He's played in like six games, has two tackles. Yeah. I think he's, unfortunately, I think he's done. I think he is too. I mean, what, what's the evidence on the other side? Somebody could point to me the evidence, like other than just he's not motivated because he's been on two losing teams and he'd like, well, I got I me. Mean, Seattle wasn't a losing team. They were fighting for a playoff spot up till the bitter end and he still couldn't maintain with them. And he'd had a history with them and it seemed like, hey, he's back with Pete and here we go. And still nothing. Father time, I, man. I think this Father is just, time. This is just one of those, like, it's a buddy company. They're great friends. Chris Jones wants Frank Clark back because that feels right for the postseason. But I already told you, they have. Man who can compliment Chris Jones on the field. Sorry, he can't be your best friend in real life, but they have man who can comp- compliment Chris Jones on the field during the postseason. It's Charles Aminahieu. He has a career high in sacks. I think that was the single biggest, that was the single best move that Brett Veach made all offseason because, especially because of the financial handicap that they were stuck with because the Chris Jones deal didn't happen. They couldn't make a move yeah, for wide receiver a- and all these things to get two years out of Charles Aminahue for basically nothing. And to get a seven sack player who missed four games. So maybe a, maybe an eight or nine or 10 six, sack. six games, right? Wasn't it yeah. six? So six games. So maybe a 10 sack player in a two year contract for almost nothing. Yeah, look, steal. The, the the criticism towards Brett Veach for the failure at wide receiver, more than valid. We've all talked about it. But Rice and Aminahue. Um, but you do have to also acknowledge, and I think we do, uh, the Aminahue signing, the Mike Edwards signing under the radar. He's come up with two huge plays at minimum this season. Uh, yeah, you, you mentioned Tranquil. And then drafting Rasheed Rice. You know, I know they've had a terrible history of drafting wide receivers, but we also have to acknowledge the one they just hit on as well in Rasheed Rice. So there's there's always... A balance in that conversation. But yeah, many who's been phenomenal. He's under contract next year. So he's yep. going to be a big part Which is good of this team going forward. Chris Jones. Yeah. Dana, Turk Wharton, and Chris Jones all aren't under contract. I kind of assume somebody uh, out of the Dana, Turk Wharton camp will come back. But having another pass rusher you can trust to go along with, ideally, a jump in year two from FAU will go mm-hmm. a long way for this team. I, I mentioned, uh, you know, the, the unlikelihood that it's not Chris Jones' final game in yeah. Arrow because of the playoff path. 
I get it. They have to take care of Miami first this weekend. Understand. Well, can we look ahead for a second? Because the path that the Chiefs have, if the seeds hold up, it ain't great. It's brutal. It's brutal. Like so much to the point where if they beat Miami and they were to go to Buffalo and beat them, then I do think the Chiefs are are winning the Super Bowl or going to the Super Bowl. Like that's that that's how big of a swing all of a sudden it can be for me because of how brutal the stretch is. But man, you're gonna have to go on the road to Buffalo and Baltimore, most likely to get it done. But I think that's how big, like if you could go in your first road playoff game, Mahomes and go beat Josh Allen in Buffalo and that ridiculous atmosphere, then I, then I actually think, how would you not believe and buy in at that point? Is there, but is, they got to handle business against the dolphins. I get it. I know that um, you and I are both like, I don't, I think Buffalo and Kansas city are a similar quality team. I do not think Buffalo is better. Okay. So, um, but atmosphere. The all one, that. Yeah. The atmosphere is interesting because they haven't played in Buffalo in a very, 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 very long time. But, there is still part of me, I'll be honest, that thinks that the Chiefs just have Buffalo under their thumb as far as postseason goes. Yeah, postseason. I know Buffalo's beaten them in the regular season plenty of times. They have yet to get past them in the postseason. Now, maybe that's because it's always an arrowhead. You know? Maybe if one of those games, maybe if that Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes epic duel in the divisional round is at in Buffalo, they win that game. Maybe. But they also only had to stop them for 13 seconds and couldn't do it. And for a while, that felt like the thing that broke Buffalo, a team that because of their cap situation, something we talk about tomorrow, is desperately in win mode. And at some point, it's going to feel that heat. The one big difference between Buffalo and Kansas City now that's been different the other two years is Buffalo would make mistakes and then the Chiefs would capitalize and get the win. Buffalo can make plenty of mistakes against the Chiefs and still win because you know who else will make mistakes? The Chiefs. The Chiefs are also going to make mistakes. They're not going to just like let you make mistakes and then just kick their feet up and not do any themselves. They make lots of mistakes kind of all the time. So, you know, I mean, yeah, the, the path speaks for itself at this point, the chiefs, by the way, fifth best odds to win the super bowl, 10 to one. They have the third best odds behind Buffalo and Baltimore to come out of the AFC and win the, the Buffalo AFC. Had better odds before they were even in the postseason. Yeah. They were already trending in that direction. The chiefs plus four fifty, which is a, they're in a weird spot just from a betting standpoint real quick where they're, they're the third best, but it's not even, it's not enough value for me to like bet. You know what I mean? Like they're not, they're, I have but no the interest. lions on the now, other Maybe side. you want to like, I'm not going to make the bet, but like the Super Bowl odds, there's value there. I just, I just don't like the bet, but there's value there. The AFC one at plus four fifty, I just not enough value. If they were seven to one or eight to one or something, that's one thing, but they're not from the eight one six calling it now. Pittsburgh's taking down Buffalo. Oh boy. I would love it. If that happened, <laughs> Sean McDermott <laughs> is employed. Yes. I think you, the, I dude, yeah. I think that that might be the only thing that could get him canned. No. He gets all he fights all the way back to the two seed, and then yeah. loses to Mason Rudolph and a TJ Wattless Steelers I, I, team. That's fireable. That's a fireable offense, especially when because he had well, there's the a lot of fire, there's a lot of anyway. fireable things that happen. It doesn't mean people in the NFL or anywhere get fired. I hear you. I the, I think the fact that they won what is it five in a row or whatever. Yeah. Um, and let's not kid ourselves. Like they did end up finishing as the two seed in AFC's champs. In an eleven win season. Like after after everything that happened. So I no, I do not think Sean McDermott gets fired. Uh where they were at with the nine eleven comments and prior to playing the Chiefs, that everything was pointing in that direction. But way, although is, we had Mike Show we had our friend Mike Chopin from Buffalo, and who knows, we might be having Mike on next week. Um, if both teams take care of business as we continue this Buffalo Kansas City connection thing. But Mike told us at that point in time, he didn't even that was yeah, that was before they rattled yeah. off all these wins. He said he did not think he was getting fired. That, that was pre all of this. So yeah, yeah, I think I think McDermott's safe. Um, is an eleven win season even all that impressive? Bills oh, eleven stop, wins, Dolphins stop, eleven wins, stop. Chiefs eleven wins. 
Browns 11 wins. The whole AFC won 11 wins. Hold on. It's not about being year. impressive. Is You're impressive. saying, is it fireable, though? Now we're uh, saying 11 win seasons, you should get fired? I'll tell you much, this much. What? Jerry Jones doesn't sound like he's willing to give McCarthy, McCarthy the job, no questions asked. And he's got three straight 12 who wins. McCarthy's not getting fired either. Like, there, there's no. Who, Mike Vrabel who now. He got fired I mean, by the yeah, Titans. You, but, but how Bob much? You got to wait. You got to wait a while. Yeah. That, that'd be an upgrade, but Vrabel's going to have have his options. It's not like he's, right. well, I got to settle for Buffalo. No, I mean, I, I mean, where, I mean, if, where if would Sean that McDermott, rank? Well, yeah, I mean, if Buffalo did fire McDermott, which, again, I don't believe they are, ben Johnson. Then, then Mike Vrabel would be very interested. Is that the top job? Um, or is Josh it down? Yeah, probably. Yeah, it would probably vault, vault all the way up to the top. Gold's yeah. still big on Washington because it's like a blank slate. It depends on sure. if you want yeah. establishment or blank slate. Look, it could be. It, it could end up being a really good coaching cycle, believe it or not. You're saying, who do they go to? Vrabel and Harbaugh, both in there. McDonald mm-hmm. people like. Ben Johnson people like. And then even like Dan Quinn or if Bill Belichick became available, it's a relatively deep group of available head coaches. Deeper, I would say, than normal of available Mm. head coaches for an off-season cycle. So, I mean, I'm just – I think losing to Pittsburgh, you might need to just lose your job. Like I, yeah, I gotta be. I know you don't want to overreact to one game. You want? Can we make a you bet? You put this team at you risk make the bet? entire year. That, if that scenario came oh, into play, again, this requires Pittsburgh beating Buffalo. If that scenario comes so into play, let's can worth. we put something on it? I just don't think there's any chance. If even you know Pittsburgh what? upsets, how about that same fifty bucks that you and I okay. had on Broncos okay. Raiders, which that was ended a, in a void, dead tie. A push. Yeah, push. Look, how did we end up in a push? We Crazy. made that bet before Both the season Both had the same started. record, same winning percentage, and then I got a two-game lead or two and a half game lead. Early. You had a two-game lead, yeah. and then we still ended up at the exact. <laughs> um, yeah, let's do it. Okay, if the scenario comes where where Pittsburgh upsets and shocks the world and beats Buffalo, I'm saying they don't fire McDermott. You are saying they yes. do. Fifty bucks. Fifty yeah. bucks. Most yeah. likely, it won't even come into yeah, play. But, but yeah, just in I'm case we got a little okay. some, little juice on it. I like that. I like that. Drew, do you want to get on this? Or are you good? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay. All right. I will sit and observe. And <laughs> okay. I will say, like, if you if Buffalo loses, and you obviously you don't know, but if you know. You can get Vrabel, Belichick, or Harbaugh. I feel like there, I there, there's, there's part of there's part of you that's got to. I mean, I don't think Belichick's going to Buffalo. That <laughs> correct, correct. But I hear you though. But yeah. if Why you not? know you Josh can Hauser. get, if you know for a fact you get one of those three, I think that that's really got to be something the Bills actually consider, and not just I well, know yeah. it's whatever because we still won the division. I think I just, you really got to consider it. Yeah, I just. 11-1 season, won the division. I think he did enough. Can the Dolphins actually win this game considering, like, now I saw I saw earlier that they added Justin Houston. Now they're adding Bruce Irvin. They're just literally finding any veteran help. defensive end off the street. Dude, they have nobody. To try to I, get enough guys to play on the outside against Kansas City. They don't have they're anybody. Get a pass they, rush. They, they've lost so many. Look at their injuries. Look at the injuries that they have. They have nobody. So they're forced to have veterans come in that are going to learn the system for three days and hope that they can give them package plays. You know, 10, 15 snaps for Justin Houston, my guess is. You know, 10 snaps for Irvin. Like, that's what they're praying for. They're they got nothing to lose. The playoffs, right? I mean, I, I get why they're doing it. Sure. Talking about the Dolphins veteran acquisitions. I just, like, uh, I think maybe later in the week, this would be a good, uh, we should rank out our confidence. Like, when we talk about the winners, we should talk about the winners of those games and ranked of confidence <laughs> in which we think they win. Because we're probably both. Buffalo, number one out of both sides of the field. Yeah. Chiefs-Dolphins is creeping up high on that list, as in, I might be the second or third most confident the Chiefs are winning versus any other playoff matchup this weekend. Probably, yeah, like third or fourth, as I'm just like off the top of my head thinking about some of those those matchups that exist. I, yeah. Houston and Cleveland, I mean, I could take either side of that argument. I'm more I, confident I still that but... the Cowboys at home, as much as Jordan Love is playing great, I still, at home, I do think the Cowboys roll against the Packers pretty comfortably. Okay, so maybe that one, because the Cowboys are undefeated. 
there's not another one. I think they got to be at least third. Yeah. For you. Rams and Lions is a complete toss-up, um, and it, I, I'm more confident in the Eagles against the Bucks than most people. Most people think that's the upset of the weekend that the the Bucks are going to beat the the uh, the Eagles. I don't like when everybody's on one game like that. I'm totally fading the public, and I think the Eagles if, are going to win. If they lose, does Sirianni get fired? Well, I was we talked about the string all 32. Not this year. I think next year he enters the hot seat. Yeah, he gets the like Man, he gets I, a little heat on him. It's Philly though. That's what I'm saying. That's why next. He, I don't think they do it a year after he goes to the Super Bowl. I think next year, if they were to miss the playoffs and they would also lose to the Bucks on Monday night, then a hundred percent talking about real chance that Philly would push him out. I think he's totally safe for this year. If he did get fired, you're talking about the Bills the and the Super Eagles. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about the Bills and the Eagles, two of the best teams people would say in the yeah. league that have jobs available not, and they're open, and it's quick, not because they retired. Yeah, how quickly just, after uh, Doug Peterson won the Super Bowl for the Eagles did was he get it two killed? years? I think it was two. Yeah. Just trying to remember. I think it was two years. Yeah, Cody. That's it. If the Bills do fire McDermott and the Eagles some, there we for go. some so, reason. Super Bowl. Oh, it was more than that, actually. It felt like that. He won it in year two. He won it in year two. So mm-hmm. they were 2017. Then he coached in 18, 19, and 20. So it was three entering four years after. Took a, And he won the Super Bowl, not just went to Cur- the Super Bowl. True. He might but get they, it. And they you were talking about another guy in the hot seat? Trevor Lawrence is going nowhere. Well, that next man's year, stuck in Next neutral. year is a big year for him. If you're wondering just the seasons after, the Eagles went 9-7, and 9-7, and seven, and then 4-11. and 11. That's what it took at that point. Again, Doug Peterson has a statue in front of uh, Lincoln Financial Field. If you're a team that has to be frustrated, you have to, if you're the Chargers, you've got to try to nail this thing in as soon as you can with Jim Harbaugh because if they do, if the Bills do fire McDermott and the Eagles somehow fire Sirianni, Harbaugh's eyes have got to go to those two places. You would think at least in terms of Ability to win immediately without having yeah, to I mean, deal with Patrick Mahomes in the division. I hear. I mean, now we're really. I mean, I know we're talking about uh, hypothetical. Yes, now, I mean, sure. the, the Bills and Eagles are not both firing their coaches no. in, in a week. We both. It's <laughs> just not happening. Do. Where do you guys think Harbaugh goes? I think the Chargers. I really he do. won the national championship yeah. last night. First one at Michigan in 26 years. I think he's got to be the favorite. I think it's the Chargers. Yeah, maybe. maybe I, and the Raiders are interesting. I, I know typically we think nah, but remember he was an assistant there in the past. There's a little connection there. Uh, I think the Chargers or the Raiders are are interesting. I think Atlanta could sneak in there for Harbaugh. If you know, if, if he, if you, if you can get him, Kirk Cousins, or he has a spot in the draft. I mean, he's got a high enough spot in the draft. He takes a quarterback. Who knows? I, I think that he he'd like the weapons there. The division's easier. That might be a a sneaky spot for Jim Harbaugh. I th- I keep thinking Atlanta is a possible, but I haven't seen Harbaugh's name near Atlanta at no. all. Yeah, no. I've seen it near the Raiders and near the Chargers and some of these other teams um, across well, Tennessee's the now open. Again, the news of the day, Mike Vrabel gets fired. So suddenly Tennessee's an interesting job for somebody out there. I don't think it's as good as the two or three we just mentioned, but Tennessee, you know, is the division looks a lot tougher now than it did a year ago, didn't it? Like now the Texans look like a they're a problem. Uh, the Jags, I know they're down, but still they're not going to be a three-win team. All they do is and, win and win the division. And the Colts are ahead of schedule, although I still personally don't think we can just write, you know, just say we already know Anthony Richardson is no. good to go. He guy played he in looks like, good. He played in what, six games, five games. I think there's still some questions with him. He looks like he's going to be a, a, a special player, but I got to wait to see more than five games. If I were Harbaugh, I'd, I'd be gunning for the Chargers job, which, again, I don't want. I want a bad. He hired Tom Brady's agent, Don Yee, very famous agent who obviously Tom Brady obviously has a great relationship with Mark Davis in Las Vegas. So some people are putting those together. That's a lot of. I mean, Antonio don't, Pierce has Tom a Brady's great chance with a still. lot of people, probably, you know, what a weird friendship. Tom Brady and Mark Davis, dude, rich people with rich people. What do you mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know, but 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 Mark Davis <laughs> doesn't seem like he'd have any friends, you know? 
That's oh, part of it. Just because so of his just haircut? Starters, just because of his haircut? They're different ages. <laughs> it is odd. Then it doesn't seem like he'd be the kind of person who would have any friends. Um, and then, you know, Tom Brady's a winner. Mark Davis is the opposite of that. It's just like they, they're just in the same circle. <laughs> so, like, they're just in the same circles, and Mark Davis is in Vegas. You know, Brady, like, it just, I don't know. I think when you're in that spot, like, influence, power, wealth, you know, people hang out with each other. You just end up at the same parties. Yeah. Did you guys if, see in the national title game? It was MJ. Stephen A was up yeah, there with MJ, booth. Derek Jeter. That I mean, sweet was Travis insane. Scott. Yeah. That, that sweet was, was very weird. How about Stephen A. Smith? <laughs> good for him. Yeah. Oh, no. Good for him is right. Yeah. It was quite the, uh, it was quite How the old do you think Mark Davis is? 60. 50. Oh, yeah. I was going to say 59. Brady's God. 46. I was going to say 64. 68. Oh, God. Mm. He is. He's old. That haircut. <laughs> Why is he got a haircut like a kid in the like a eight year Remember, there's the a story. There's a story where he drives just like a pretty basic car and <laughs> all that. We, I can't remember who wrote that story a while yeah, back. He drives like a Corolla or something. Yeah, just Random. you know, mm-hmm. spends his money elsewhere. Weird. I'm fascinated because two of the coaching openings are in the division. So obviously, yeah. it's a it's an interesting year from a Chiefs perspective about if any like if they stick with Pierce or if two new coaches are coming in the division. And Peyton just came, so I mean, you'd be right up against it. Earlier today, we caught up with our guy Nate Taylor. He's been out at Arrowhead all day long. We'll ask him about this matchup against the Dolphins and Tyreek Hill coming back to Arrowhead. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So so let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The Step Back 3, you bet! Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Back here on Cody and Gold. Earlier today, we caught up with our guy, Nate Taylor from The Athletic and Started our conversation, of course, talking about the weather, but also wanted to get his thoughts on Tyreek Hill coming back to Arrowhead and where do things stand at the left tackle position for the Chiefs? Oh, <laughs> what's up, fellas? I've been driving all morning. Oh. Uh, it's been it's been excellent. Um, <laughs> had a had an appointment uh, that I didn't uh, foresee this being the weather. Um, you mean three months ago know, when you booked it, you didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't know it was going to be a snowstorm. Um, but no, man, I've been I've been fine. Uh, the roads are pretty good. Everybody's 
um, you know, behaving themselves accordingly. I haven't seen, you know, I haven't seen any wild, reckless behaviors uh, behind the, the wheel of a car. But no, I've been, I've been doing all right. I, you know, I got my coffee, and um, you know, I'm here at the facility, just uh, eager to see, um, you know, who's going to practice, who isn't going to practice. My assumption is right now that the team is probably going to practice today indoors, since it's still yeah. uh, obviously this is the heaviest that the, the snowfall should be this week. Um, and then hopefully, um, if everything goes according to plan, they'll have a chance to practice outside tomorrow and Thursday in preparation for a frigid uh, wild card game against the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, the, you mentioned finding out who's practicing as well. I mean, timeline, Cody and I were talking about this. I mean, I, I, Saturday game, how, how is Wanya Morris getting cleared from concussion protocol by then, which means Donovan Smith hasn't played in, what is it, five weeks with this next stinger? Correct. I feel like Donovan Smith is going to have to play on Saturday. Um, and what's interesting about this is Donovan Smith participated in a practice early last week and then didn't for the remaining last two, I believe. So uh, technically, if my memory is correct, I think Donovan Smith was a limited participant on Wednesday, and then they sort of scaled him down um, because they knew he wasn't obviously going to play uh, in the season finale against the Chargers. So, um, again, we'll see. When it comes to Wanya Morris, um, you can make the argument that he was a better player over these last five games than the last five games you saw out of Donovan Smith. But of course he's never played in the playoffs and Donovan Smith has played in the playoffs. So again, it, it's, it's all very fascinating. Obviously we're going to monitor it as the week goes along, but in terms of the concussion protocol, um, this is going to be one of those, I mean, one year would have to sort of already be turning in a positive direction today. Right. Um, because you do have to do the on-field activities. Your baseline has to say, um, you know, pretty consistent uh, once you're in the protocol. And in order to get out of it, my belief is he would probably have to be cleared on Saturday morning, which means he would not have taken any real reps alongside his teammates, you know, like Tooney and Creed Humphrey. Like, you can do football activities, but that's usually on an individual basis um, as you're sort of ramping back up to get clear from the protocol. It doesn't necessarily mean that you are taking your normal amount of reps. So he, if he was available, if he did clear concussion protocol on Saturday, it'd be one of those unusual circumstances where he really hasn't practiced the way he would normally do in preparation for the most important game of his young professional career. Nate, how big of a deal do you make about the weather thing as it relates to Miami? I mean, we can cite a million different stats. I think they're 0-10 in their last 10 games below 40 degrees. Tua's record isn't good in games below 40 degrees. We used to talk about this a lot with Derek Carr, but – how hard is it for a team like Miami, a warm weather team, to come into Arrowhead and play? And I think it's supposed to be minus ten degree wind chill. Yeah, it's this is going to be the coldest game I've ever covered, guys. Um, so when you start trying to get your mind right, and look, I know the field has a nice filtration system, right? It's not going to be what it was. And I always like to remind people, like, go watch the nineteen ninety five divisional <laughs> playoff game between the Chiefs and the Colts. Playing on guys, a sheet of ice. That field is ice, okay? And the fact that they played that game in that condition um, was one of the reasons. I know uh, the quarterback and the kicker who shall not be named uh-huh. uh, played a role. But the field literally played a role because you couldn't move the football in the second half. So, yes, they have, they have heated benches now. Like, there's so much better technology to prepare yourself for this type of environment but you cannot simulate it in Miami Gardens. You just can't. 
So for the Chiefs, they're going to get the advantage because they're going to practice, like I said, either tomorrow or Thursday, you know, in similar conditions. It won't be as cold as obviously Saturday night, but at least they'll be somewhat accustomed to it. Uh, and, of course, we've seen Patrick Mahomes play excellent in playoff games where obviously it's cold, not as cold as obviously Saturday, but we have a track record. There really is no track record for the Miami Dolphins. And what's crazy about all this, too, is I think people are still going to be unconsciously loud because it's the first time Tyreek Hill is walking in that building wearing another team's jersey. So it's not like, you know, there might be some concern about the energy level of the, of the attention of focus if they were going to play the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? Because we've seen that, and they will be playing another backup quarterback in Mason Rudolph, honestly. Um, but because it's Miami, because they played them already this year, uh, I think it's a, a, a massive advantage for the Chiefs because all Steve Spagnuolo has to do is take away the first option. If we make him hold the ball and Jalen Waddle is not 100% healthy, even though we do expect him to play in this game, then how is he going to be able to throw the football down the field in this type of weather conditions, in these type of temperatures? And, you know, one way to negate speed is to play in an ice box. And that's basically what they're going to be in on Saturday. We're talking to Nate Taylor, our Chiefs insider from The Athletic, looking just at Miami and where they're at as a team, too. I mean, you mentioned Waddle already, who's banged up, even if he's trending towards playing. I mean, they lost Bradley Chubb a few weeks ago. They got Jalen Phillips. They also, I think, lost, I don't know what the latest with Van Ginkle as well, one of their their linebackers. Yeah. I mean, this is, a, this is not the same Miami team, even from just a pure health standpoint. Yeah. And so I know this isn't going to be like a glamorous take, um, but the player who scares me the most is probably their rookie running back, A-Chan, because he's healthy, he's very fast, he can catch the ball out of the backfield, and he's not going to be guarded by Trent McDuffie or LeJarius Need the way Tyreek Hill is going to be. So um, the the, the Dolphins are going to walk into Arrowhead with very limited options, with a quarterback, by the way, who's never played in the postseason. I think that's also something that you have to consider, too, is like you gain experience along the way, and they made the playoffs last year, but because of Tua's head injuries um, and his concussions, he, he couldn't be able to play. So um, you're asking him to go to Arrowhead in freezing temperatures and lead the team, uh, you know, past the first round of the playoffs. But it's hard to, it's hard to do because they don't have the defense that they, that they had, right? I think their defense was really trending in a positive direction. Um, you know, they might not have Xavier Howard for this game. He's their best cornerback, uh, despite Jalen Ramsey getting their Pro Bowl honor because he's Jalen Ramsey, I guess. Jalen Ramsey has not been good this season, guys. I, I do want to make that very clear. But no Bradley Chubb, no Jalen Phillips, uh, no Van Eagle. Like, their defense is decimated. So, for the Chiefs, it's just a matter of uh, being disciplined with, you know, the lack of penalties. You don't want to have that many penalties to back you up. You obviously want to run the football. Um, this is an Isaiah Pacheco game if there was ever one to have in the postseason. And, you know, don't turn the football over. Like, if you do that, you'll, you're going to have chances to move the football on this defense um, because, unfortunately, uh, they're, they're, they're getting into the playoffs um, without their nucleus on that side of the football, which, again, puts the burden even more on two of shoulders. He's one of the few guys I would actually still ask us about because otherwise I wouldn't even ask the question based on – how well they've done this year, but are, can they stop Tyreek two times in a row? I wouldn't normally ask that, Nate, based on how well they've done against pretty much every elite wide receiver this year. Tyreek is an exception because he has an exceptional talent. Yes. 
Yes, but th- I do think they can, right? And they, or they could at least make it mucky for Tua, right? Um, this is one of those games where if I'm Steve Spagnuolo, I'm leaning heavily in Tyreek's favor, and I'm asking, okay, Jalen Watt- Waddle, you're out here. Uh, we know you have an injury as well. We know you're not 100%. Go beat it, okay? Uh, who's, there, who's the Dolphins tight end? Does anybody know? What's Just his name? Secchi? No, he's not even there anymore. I don't even know who the hell he is. He's not even there. So, like, can the Dolphins tight end beat us? And, again, um, I think Drew Tranquil has to be on the field all the time because A-Chant coming out of the backfield, I think, is their best weapon, not named Tyreek Hill. So, um, there's a chance that LeJarrius Need with a week off, obviously he had a calf injury that he was dealing with the last time we saw him against the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you would think that that would be, you know, that injury would not be as significant as it was a couple weeks ago. Trip McDuffie is obviously still excellent in coverage. So you have two options to try to negate Tyreek Hill. And sure, he might have a, he might have a highlight or two, um, but what you just don't want him to do is be that guy who has over 100 yards, who has two touchdowns. Um, you know, you want to sort of limit him because, again, the, this has been the book on Tua. Let them get behind. Don't make them be a, you know, two-dimensional team. Make them one-dimensional, which obviously eliminates the running game, which I think is still some of their best, you know, some of their best plays are still when they have some creative misdirection on the running game alongside that sort of zone, that sort of zone running attack that they have. Obviously, that's a major component of the Shanahan offense that they're sort of, they're sort of using and leaning on. Um, but if Tua has to throw the ball 50 times in, you know, sub-freezing temperatures, like it's not going to be great. Um, even if he does have Tyreek Hill, because, again, the Chiefs have one of the best secondaries in the league, and that's one of the reasons why they're having a home playoff game and the Dolphins are not. The Dolphins secondary is not good. Um, and it's one of the reasons why Josh Allen, despite throwing two interceptions on Sunday, was still very effective because – uh, there were there were holes and advantages to take all over the field. So um, I think the secondary can do it again um, because they really haven't let anybody be a game wrecker all season from the wide receiver position. I know there's not much at all you can take from a week 18 game against the Chargers where it was backups all over the place. But McCall Hardman got 100% of the snaps, I believe, on the Chiefs offense and working him back in. Do you take anything from that performance? Like, is that a sign that he's going to get some snaps from anybody else? Or was that just, hey, look, he's playing in week 18 and we needed somebody out there? It's, it's both. But I would, I would answer your question with one that I've really thought about, fellas. McCall Hardman or Kadarius Toney, who do you want? McCall who do you Hardman, want on the field? Yeah, got to be Hardman. Hardman. Yeah. Okay, so there you have it. I mean, I, you know, Kadarius Toney is – a uh, a glimmering, shiny uh, talent. But, you know, he's been injured, and he's been ineffective at times when obviously he's been on the field. Uh, you know, the Chiefs are the three seed, largely because of Kadarius Tony. Uh, you never want to put it on one person because it's a team sport. But I don't know, y'all. This is, like <laughs> a, this is like the best example we've had in a long time where if he just catches one of those balls against the Detroit Lions, and if he just lines up properly – um, they probably win two games. So I do think that the one thing you can take on offense, well, I would say two things. It was very nice of them that they got to see what Blaine Gabbert could do in the offense against, you know, NFL-ish competition, right? Just so that he's not coming off extremely cold if he is required to play 
uh, like we all saw Chad Heaney have to do last season in the postseason as well. So I think that's a major plus. And secondly, yeah, they got McCole Harmon in rhythm. They know what routes he can run. They know he has a good relationship with the quarterback. It's one of the reasons why they traded for him. Um, you know, and right now he's he's healthier than he's healthier, more reliable, and honestly more efficient than Kadarius Tony. So I do think McCole Harmon's your fifth receiver um, for this game. You still have Justin Watson. You still have Marquez Valdez Scanlon, Rasheed Rice. Obviously, Travis Kelsey's your number one sort of pass catcher. And you can sprinkle in Justin Ross if you would like. Um, but I do think there's a role for for McCole Harbin because at least it forces the defense to honor his speed. And you can either use that as a decoy or you can use that to sort of stretch the field horizontally just as much as vertically with obviously the jet sweeps, the counters, the end around. Um, obviously, he can line up in the backfield if you would like. You know, that's some that's, He can kind of do some things that Jerick McKinnon can do if Jerick McKinnon is not available um, for this game, that being McCole Harbin. So, um, he played well. You know, I know he had a couple drops uh, against the Chargers, but again, that's a little bit of working with Blaine Gabbert um, and just trying to get back into the feel of like, yeah, you're playing every snap. So it's a good experience, and I do think he's earned a role for this game if the Chiefs uh, need him on a critical third down or if they need him for some creativity in the red zone. Last thing for me, Nate, since I think Andy Reid will probably get asked about it anyway, Mike Florio once again floating out the possibility of the end of an era for Andy Reid. I've never gotten a sense that he was close to the end. Do you think he is? Um, What's that man going to do? What is he going to do? I don't know, man. He'd get bored real fast. What What you going to do, coach? Coach, coach, <laughs> this is all you know. Coach, uh, I'm sorry. Does, does Andy Reid still work with the, the most talented quarterback in the league? Like, no. Um, I, I have heard, I mean – I have not heard anything to suggest that Andy Reid is, you know, considering retirement. Um, I think Andy Reid is an optimistic but also a realistic person in understanding that, sure, like, you know, he's got a nice contract. He's got a nice job. Uh, they continue to win. Um, he's got much of the personnel in place. Now, that may be disrupted a little bit because guys like Brent Tillis and Mike Berganzi, hell, who knows? They, they may get plucked for once, finally, you know, um, by another uh, franchise. But for the most part, things are in place for stability and success. Um, Andy Reid's health has not really been an issue this season. I'd like to remind people, too, that it was coming off of last training camp where we sort of knew that he had another, you know, sort of lower body uh, procedure. He wasn't walking around as gray. He was sort of trying to, you know, uh, get 100% healthy. You know, it hasn't. Obviously, there was a whole COVID scare based on, people of a certain age and, and he's obviously fit that category. Um, but this year there really hasn't been any health issues that I can tell or that anyone has, you know, uh, sort of explained to me in the organization. So I think he'll be, I think he'll be the coach next season. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I mean, again, I, I, I'm a respectable journalist. I try to give people plenty of respect and, 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 and understand that we have a difficult job. Um, from a communication standpoint, because you know we're asked to to communicate in the best way possible, in a in a speedy manner, right? We don't we don't always get the the amount of time we want. Um, so I'm not necessarily questioning Florio, but I kind of am. Um, and I think last year with Jay Glazer was a great example, guys, where Jay Glazer 
asked him, and Andy was like, dude, he was like the 40th, 50th, 60th person to ask me, how long am I going to keep doing this? I was like, I don't know. Maybe this is it. You know, <laughs> he's like, yeah. he finally folded. And Jake Glazer was like, we got him. You know, <laughs> whereas you would normally say, hey, let's have another follow-up. Let's, let's like, real, like, are you sure? What are you exactly saying, Andy? Um, but, like, so in some cases, it's like, hey, Jay Glazer wasn't wrong because Andy Reid told him something, but also he wasn't right because he, like Andy Reid wasn't definitive. Uh, so um, it's it's all you know conjecture and hilariousness and, and silly. Um, it's not even a storyline. <laughs> like like if this was an interesting storyline, I mean okay, but like I just you you guys are right. Maybe someone will ask it. I won't because I'm I'm with Andy every day, and I mean he he loves this. And again, I have no idea what he would do if he wasn't coaching in the NFL, and he's one of the best coaches in the league. So like, he he's he's got the job he wants. So I mean, obviously it's up to him and his prerogative, but like I I just. I don't see it, fellas. All right, we will not be listening to Nate Taylor <laughs> at 11.45 ask Andy Reid that question. Nate, appreciate it, man, and uh, we'll check in next week. Uh, hopefully, still talking about this team in the playoffs and maybe heading back to Buffalo. Fellas, there has only been a small amount of stadiums that I have yet to be in, and this is largely because of COVID reasons and just the way the NFL schedule comes out. One of those stadiums, is Buffalo. There you go. You're telling me if they win, I get to see Patrick Mahomes' first true role playoff game in the conference being snowy Buffalo? Sign me up. I'm there. I want to <laughs> be there so bad. Um, but, yeah, hopefully, you know, uh, the season will still continue. We'll have, I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. But, I mean, if it's going to be like this on Saturday, how is Buffalo the better alternative in, week, in round two? Definitely, definitely is potentially the case. Nate Taylor from The Athletic. He joined us earlier today. and Yeah, I mean, it, it is nuts that the weather is better in Buffalo than it is here in Kansas City for this playoff game this weekend. And it could be the same even the following weekend. Now, I'll take the bad weather if it means an extra home game or something. But For the obvious reasons. Yeah, yeah. And in this case, it feels like a pretty decided advantage against Miami. They... There Do could not, not win be any in cold team. weather. Tua doesn't win in cold weather. It just feels there, like a big advantage. I understand Jacksonville's another AFC team in Florida, but I, Miami specifically, South Florida, there is not another team in the NFL where the weather actually matters more, I but feel just like. Just look at it outside. Just look like, outside in terms and of tell a, me the, 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 the Miami it, Dolphins want to come play in this. In terms of a, a, a warm weather city coming to Canada, there's not a greater discrepancy in no. the AFC. No. no. Than what Especially we're going to have on Saturday. This has been the year of... Teams being way better at home and being complete fraudulent on the road. Miami and Dallas. and Like, there's been multiple teams where you're like, well, you're a really, really, really good home team. And then we put you on the road, and it is a massive swing and difference in quality. Because, look, I can look at these two teams and understand their playoff record, and then I can understand how competitive they were in those games and all that stuff that comes in between it. I... I like it from that perspective. I am. I do feel better that Donovan Smith practiced today. Yes. I will remind you, he practiced the first day last week too, and he then did. stopped practicing. So I'm not. I mean, I'm he, not done worrying about left tackle yet, but I feel better than I did a couple of days ago when Wanya. To left me, the it's game. a situation where like, you're playing, dude. You've been out five weeks with an X stinger. We got a guy in concussion protocol that we can't like. There is a protocol. We can't do you're, anything. You're playing like Donovan. You're playing left tackle, Donovan Smith, on Saturday night. Sorry. <laughs> like what do I? Eighty-five percent. He's got like he's got to play. Yeah. I think that's the case. Tomorrow, by the way, Ross Tucker, friend of the show, going to join us, get his perspective on the Chiefs and the rest 
of the NFL postseason. We'll also check in with Kling and talk about Tyreek Hill's return. Mitch Holtis had something to say about it earlier this week. We'll get to that. Uh, up next, The Drive. Let me joined by Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, 310 this afternoon on 610 Sports Radio. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 